Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important? I fuck with what y'all got going on and what y'all represent. You know what I'm saying? We want people to leave greater than they came. We want people to leave with an aha moment. Because black people don't like going to therapy. Right. Y'all made therapy cool. Yeah. And you got an elder on social media talking about relationships. Like, that's not something we see all the time in it. The concept of it, you know what I'm saying, basically address a lot of issues that, you know what I'm saying, our community got. Toxic traits, you know what I'm saying, past trauma. And it ain't shoved down your throat in a, in a you know, politically correct way. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of scrolling. If I can go to Shade Room, I can go to Full Circle TV. You know everything come full circle. I just so love watch it come full circle. And I can never let the bad vibes inside my circle, no. Welcome back to another episode of Relationship Goals, the podcast, where our goal is to encourage our listeners to do the work, be able to have those hard conversations, and cultivate healthier relationships. Relationship Goals, the series, is a series created by Full Circle Television, featuring people in romantic, familial, and platonic relationships, opening up about the joys and tests of their relationships. Marcus and I want to thank you all so much for joining us for season one of Relationship Goals, the podcast. We have reached our final episode, but don't worry, it is a good one, y'all. Have you ever had a friend that was just a little bit too friendly with your mate? Well, these friends have. So join us, Shay, Envy, Marcus, Tyson, Eddie, Louis, Stephanie, and the Ebony's as we talk about your friend being a little too damn friendly. We got the magic happening. Got a feeling it's great and I'm loving it. Hey, we got the magic happening. Everything that we need, everything that we bake out. The magic's happening. And the feeling is great and it's feeling is great. Girl, the magic happening. I was never one to be uh, like I'm going to introduce you to my people or whatever. You would you would know who they are, um, but not necessarily that we would go like my friends don't have to be your friends. It's basically how me and Rachel kind of operated for a little while. Um, I got two people who I was like super super close with, and that's Yoko and Toya. She knew who they were, but it just wasn't one of those things where I wanted them to build like a super relationship, or it necessarily felt like I needed that to happen for me to be. Uh, comfortable be enough for me to move with him but we eventually found out like it, it just wasn't a comfortable space for her to be in Steph is is way different again it because of how she knows as far as like boundaries go um we got a little bit more leeway I think that I would have with just like a, any other uh type of relationship like I know Toya who's my best friend who, who stays out of town would also get probably some of the same uh kind of deal but I might get a text from Steph at 3 30 in the morning that says like all right, I think I want to change the the color on this shirt. You know what I'm saying? And Rachel just might have to know. Now, I may not respond, or I might respond, um, and that's cool. She also will be with me printing until 2, 3 in the morning. If it was not something, or it was not something that I think Rachel was comfortable with, then I, then I wouldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't have anybody else with me uh, that late or, or whatever like that, but it worked out. I don't know. I think it, it's, it's all about just, like, I think it is important, like Lewis said, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, he didn't make it 
his priority <laughs> to make sure that those two connected. And for me, that would be important um, just to be like, yo, because Lewis is one of my really close male friends. And I have two other really close male friends. Um, and I'm not getting rid of any of them. So how do we make it comfortable for everyone? Um, and if, and, and I think your comfort is up to the person that you're dealing with too. Um, I won't just pick up the phone and call Lewis and we don't sit on the phone and talk for hours yeah. or text messages throughout the day. If we do, it's literally <laughs> ribbing or talking about business or again, if it's like, if either one of us was going through something that we're, we're literally talking about that. But it's never anything deep. And I so I think I have a little bit of a more optimistic or open um, policy towards um, allowing, like, my male counterpart to continue to be friends because I know who I am and how right. I am in those relationships. So I think it all depends. Everyone is different, and it's all about who you're with and their com comfort level with as well. The crazy part is I don't know where I would line I would have fell on prior to... Uh, Maybe no, because I had I got a female best friend. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that would put me in a place where I'm like, no, I know for sure uh, by things that I've done already that I can have a female best friend and not have an issue. Um, so I, I think I was open to it. Um, I've never had a re um, I don't think men if he had a, ever had a situation where um, I felt like anybody she was talking to was like being extra with me. Not her man, man. Right. Maybe random guys, but not like her actual man. And then, um, but outside of that, I've had that situation with um, some old friends of mine who men I felt like was being inappropriate with me or trying to push a situation that wasn't there. Um, oh, it happened to me a lot when we were super younger with like, Mm -hmm. other friends um, whose name I'm just trying not to say but I had a friend who man pulled me through a whole door with my arm and was like oh my god I've always wanted you blah 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 I closed the door and I knew he was still standing there but I said listen here don't you ever in your life put me in a situation that is jeopardizing the way me and my friends move with each other I like I have nothing to do with that the other instance was um, one night a friend of mine got into a fight with her boyfriend. She was always a little bit more mature than us. So she had like an apartment early and stuff like that. But her, her guy had gotten to it. Now I don't know how the other person's boyfriend ended up at our house. But they lived in the same apartment complex. So he just walked over. But I don't know if she called and told and said whatever. But there was a knock at the door. I'm just in a shirt and panties. So I go to the door and I'm like. And I open the door up. And it's my other friend's man. And he like. Oh my god. Ooh, like just feel it. Like. And I'm like, listen here. Like, she about to have a whole baby. How dare you? That don't even make sense. But when it when it really came out, it was because her other friend had already been sleeping with her man when she was coming over to spend the night. They were going up so to the line. He thought green men go. But you was wrong. Because then he even started like a little thing where he was like, who you think your real friend is? 
And every time they be like Shay and they be like, yeah. But I can honestly say though, I never physically told them because women don't know how to take that kind of rejection from another woman. Oh, whatever. So I never, like you will I, I never friend by telling your friend that their guy, regardless of how she dealing with them, is feeling her. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that all women have to remember: it's not ever a situation where that woman is better than you. The only circumstance that makes it in a man's mind to say he want to get at your friend is the fact that she's different. She's not you. She might be just as pretty as you. She might be prettier than you. But if men already had that mentality, it's just the fact that I have you already, but I never had her. It can be one of your ugly friends. I never had her. Let me try her. That is, no, that is no me. diss to you, to your relationship, to your friendship. But going forward, I think that I've been very open with my relationships and who I deal with because the reality is... You be a fool to stand in my face and tell me that you don't think my best friend is attractive. Who you lying to? And if you're going to lie to me about that, then we're going to have an issue because I know she fine. Vice versa, right? So as soon as you admit that, okay, cool. Now how you pursue that is going to be different. Whether you're going to be inclusive with her and be cool or whether you're going to push up on her, that's going to be the difference. I can tell you the same guy that I was crying over one weekend. Remember we was at his house mm -hmm. getting ready oh, to celebrate yeah. his birthday. And we all went out to breakfast. And he <laughs> was in the middle. My arm was on him on one arm. Her arm was on him on the other. And we came through in that restaurant. I'm telling you, people was falling out their chairs. We was in Illinois. Like, I swear to God. And they was all like... That fool said, I can't lie, I felt like a man when I walked through that. Oh, God. He's like, like, it was so, because we play like that already, you know, so it's no diss when it's like, okay, so if we're out with you, let's just have fun. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. With you no know? pressure, but no don't, pressure. But don't push that extra stuff because then we're going to have an issue. And it's not going to be an issue between me and hers. It ain't. It's going to be an issue with you, you know, unless for whatever reason I disrespected her or she disrespected me, but at this point, like that's not the case. But men are just weird like that. Mm -hmm. They will, and and don't let them be jealous. Like your friend takes you out when I want you at home. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just trying to push up on her so that y'all can have some kind of division, so you can beef with her mm -hmm. to be like, oh, she tried to talk to me, or when I tried to talk to her, she was going. Mm -hmm. So now you and your girlfriend mad at each other when the reality is he was only trying to seclude you in the first place. True. He don't want you to have friends and family. He wants you to be by yourself so that way when looking you for him. Your you're looking for him. Mm -hmm. You sad. You salty. You by yourself. Your friends are now fed up with how much you done put up with him. So now you by yourself and you not going nowhere. Like, oh, yeah. like that is retarded. But it's happened. You know, like every day women's friendships are put in that situation where it's all because of an outsider, because of a man, whether his own selfish gain, whether he's really attracted to that person or whether he just is upset about the relationship that you have with your friend. And it really matters. It really is beneficial to have these type of conversations with your friends so that you can get an understanding. Because my friends know for certain. I'm not one of them friends where as soon as I start talking to a dude, y'all all add him on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not one of them friends. I don't care what it is. Like, if he was already prior, okay, fine. 
But just knowing that men are who they are, I don't need nothing added to that plate. I don't want you to even give him any inkling that he can go left because they will. They'll go left every time. They'll go left every time. See, when I was fucking with somebody and I felt like Ed was being a little too friendly with her, um, that's what really made me stop bringing my significant others around. And then how she felt so strongly about how my loyalty really wasn't to her when I was just trying to tell her husband about what had been told to me in confidence and I just feel like to me my relationships and my friendships they should be completely kept separate until nigga we talking about engagement we got a baby and you at the baby shower period point blank um I don't want to say that because I don't bring my man around I'm an insecure woman because I've never been that and I never will be but I'm wise you know and I understand if she always has had my best interest at heart but I also had it's been deeply instilled in me to learn from my mistakes and learn from the past so i don't think like if ev needed some shit like i definitely call my man up like oh what you think yada 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 but ain't no need for none of that so ain't no need for my man to come around like my friend is my friend my man is my man that's who i lay up with this who i kick with in the streets everything my mom ever talked about was like if they don't want to go to church with you then they not your real friends or if they don't believe in god or uh just real like super religious and it got to a point where I had to tell my mom, uh, you taught me right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I know how to choose my friends. You got to let me bump my own head. Um, and just grateful enough that the friends that I did choose had no problem with going to church on a Sunday. Like, they didn't really, we probably didn't pay attention. You know what I'm saying? But we went. That's what we were supposed to do. That's what my mama said we had to do. Like, my mom was like, we can kick it on Saturdays and all that, but we had to go to church. And... If you walk in there, if you stay the night at that house on Saturday, it's over. You got to go to church. <laughs> like, you had no choice but to go to church. Um, but I think over time, my group of friends taught my mom also, too. Like, you can't just throw people away because they don't want to go to church. You know what I'm saying? Like, my bros, most loyal cats I know, and I know plenty cats in church. You know what I'm saying? But the loyalty wasn't, ain't the same. Like, these guys, uh, I used to tell my mom also, too, like, just because they don't go to church now don't mean that they never will. And maybe it's my job to introduce them to God. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, like, that was really it. I mean, my dad, he always rocked with them. Like, he just knew what time it was, and they was always respectful. Um, but as far as just, like, friendship, um, truthfully, it's not really a conversation that I don't think I had as a kid with my parents and stuff. Like, Thinking about it outside of they don't want to go to church, it wasn't really no other conversation I had with my mom and or older people. I mean, my cousins they taught me like older cousins said like cats ain't you know don't trust them they ain't shit they shysty but that's because they lived a different lifestyle too you know what I'm saying so they friends you have to be like that but uh, I had a solid group growing up like he said it's not a conversation I remember having but uh, I was always. She was never, my mom was never against anyone I hung with. She would always, she would always keep her eye on us, make sure they were good kids, bad kids. But for me and my family, because we were so close growing up, it was always like family first. You know, so that's how I grew up for the most part. And then once I got into school, that's how I started picking out friends. It was all on my own, figuring out who, you know, what a friendship was, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, finding out the hard way, you know, like, oh, this dude ain't cool, you know? <laughs> but, uh, like I said, it was never really something I remember speaking about. It was just something that I had to figure out on my own. 
but like for my family, it was more family comes first, you know. So that's what I was raised learning. But then I feel I picked, I did well, figured out friends on my own for the most part. Got these these assholes, but you know. My grandmother would always, you know, say stuff. Just you know, hang with people who who got a similar mind as you. Um, make sure you ain't always the smartest person in the group, you know, um, because then you end up settling and you, you, you get comfortable there, you know, and just always make sure you hang with people that's going to push you to do stuff. So um, I feel like they did a pretty good job at doing that, you know, for the most part. Like I said, these dudes motivate me to just keep on pushing no matter what, so... I feel like that helped me out quite a bit along the way. So my mom with friendships, it's so funny because, like I said, how she's so pro-me. My mom was so passive when it came to girls disrespecting me. I can never, oh my gosh. Like I remember like the back of my hand how I was always the girls that had sleepovers. Um, Mind you, my house was really, really nice. And at the time, it was just me. So I always had the best sleepovers. The few cousins that I had came, and the neighborhood girls would come. Well, I was really close friends with one girl, but her younger sister hated my guts, used to talk about me and all this extra stuff. And I can remember me not wanting to invite her to my sleepover. Like, girl, bye. And my mom made me invite her. Like, she literally told her mom, like, yeah, no, she can come too. And I can remember almost crying, like, mom, why would you let her come? And she's like, no, it's okay. And do you know that broad ate my Kit Kat at my sleepover? Dog, I was so <laughs> beyond heated because she was a little heavyweight. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I was, like, being mean, like, you fat, blah, 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 like, you ate my Kit Kat. But I'm in my house being disrespected. Mm -hmm. By girls and a girl that I didn't even invite. So I always felt like, even with my mom's friendships, that she was way too passive. She let people get away with so much. I would physically see it, especially when she was on drugs. And her and her friends would live together, and one of her friends wouldn't pay rent, but we all living together, and her friends all got kids together, right? They all have kids. So it's like, why are you the only one still paying rent for all of us? Why are you the only one still making sure we got food for all of us? Why would you have one of your guy friends come over, your friends all in their face like this? And you think that's okay? I think that although I'm very inclusive, I'm also one of them girls who are like, I'm not going to play with you like that. And it's because I seen how my mom was. Like, mom, no, you don't get it. You let these girls treat me like crap. Because you want it to be, oh, all is love and woo, woo, woo. Mm -hmm. When you can't do that with people who don't love you back. Mm -hmm. Like, that bothered me, y'all. This girl came to my house, to my sleepover, and ate my kid again. Like, break you off a piece. I'm going to break you off a piece. Mm -hmm. um, two of my best friends ended up being light-skinned. Their whole family is that biracial. Or whatever. My mother told me one day, the very first time I ever brought them home to meet her, she said, why are you friends with them light-skinned girls? I ain't never hanged out with no girls that was cute. I always have to be the cutest one in the room. And you know what my reply was? I'm still, I'm still the cutest one in the room. 
like I'm confused as to what you're talking about. Like, why can't we be all equally beautiful, right? And I told them what my mom said, and I'm like, and they're like, why would she say that? And I'm like, I don't know, or whatever. But the reality was, was either you was going to like them, or you was going to like me. They was the vanilla, I was the chocolatey thing in the middle. And it's the same thing with men and The people who I seen my dad growing up with is the same people who I seen him with now. Um, so, you know, like for my brothers and sisters, we know, like Uncle Donnie, we know Uncle Juan, um, uh, Odell. So, these are people who were super close to him. My mom, we moved around a lot, so I don't know that it was necessarily everybody was always the same, you know, same friends. I'm sure she got people who travel with her, but um, for my mom, so they... My, my parents was divorced, so I was with my mom early on, with my brothers and my sisters, so friends. It was just watching, you know? I had, I, I think I was like one of them kids who was just like super happy-go-lucky. I had kids uh, like steal stuff from us, and my mom was just like, you gotta watch them, you know? Everybody not your real friend. Um, it's probably the biggest thing that I think my mom always taught me, so that kind of kept, kept one eye open when it came to that, uh, just to make sure everybody, you know, some people don't have, uh, some people got, motives you know uh, and i think that even as an early age i just kind of did that so maybe it's the reason why i'm kind of like a loner uh when i got here and i got a little bit older i moved with my pops and then his was different you know like she said we talked about uh, a little bit off camera my pops would just tell me like they ain't gonna go to jail with us so it was a lot of a lot of activities like me and my brother got into like when we was like super uh super young kind of coming up um that shaped us as Teenage years, our teenage years, uh, up until like right until adulthood was, uh, I ain't gonna say it was rough. It was just one of them things like my pops knew how me and my little brother was moving or whatever and just would let us know like, you know, there's certain people you gotta watch them. Um, same deal, like they, they gonna have motives, but these people ain't gonna go to jail with you. And then, uh, um, you know, if they get their chance to get it out, they gonna take they out. And uh, we watched that play out, you know, with certain people. And uh, we always kept that in the back of our mind. We always just knew who was, like, we knew who was solid, uh, and then everybody else wouldn't, uh, you know, if they weren't solid or you even feel like it's a problem, you just make sure you move that way and you make sure you don't ignore it. I, I do that with every relationship, though. I just make sure, like, if a person shows me who they are, then I'm not going to pretend like I don't know. I grew up in the system, and then I got adopted by somebody who didn't have any kids, who was a loner. So I was left out here to basically raise myself. So all of my friendships were trial and error. It wasn't until I got into Pros for Teen Girls where I finally got to meet friends. And I was like, okay, these are what friends should be like. And they became my sisters. So now you'll hear me say, like, if a person has been my friend for so long, like, those are my sisters. Like, you're not my friend. Like, I call people acquaintances. It's either you're my acquaintance or you're my sister. Mm -hmm. I don't have really too many friends. Like, I don't use that word freely. Um, but one thing I've learned is um, I learned to kind of go off of what my values and my morals. So, if you can't, if you're not like me, like, if you, I can't trust you or you don't have the same goals and things as me, like, you'll see me disappear. Like, if you're, like, I'm not into smoking weed and drinking. Like, I'm a goal-oriented type of person. Like, if you don't have goals, if you're not doing nothing with yourself, like, I'm, I'm the type of person, I can't, you can't sit with me. I don't have room at my table. I, I just can't get down like that. Like, I'll be like, okay, like, we can talk. 
but when you're ready to do something with yourself, then we can be friends. Yeah. But that's just how I am. So I always go off that. That's just what I do. And it's interesting because my mom didn't tell me verbatim how to handle friendships. Hers were more so trial and error, kind of like Ebb. So as far as me being a young girl, being the only child of a mother who's an only child, I believe thinking about it, she was really, really close with her friends as well. But I remember my mom would have so many issues with girls she would consider to be her best friends. Like when she was working at the bus company, some of her coworkers turned into really close friends and they turned really messy. And I would hear her talking, not being messy about them, but just talking about how negative and now that I'm grown, how toxic they were as grown women. And even um, actually one of my mom's like childhood friends, um, me and her daughter were actually very close, but I remember my mom, she told me when I came of age that the girl had tried to take her man from her. And I'm like, what type of friends are you really dealing with? So I think like kind of similar to what Ed was saying, kind of trial and error. But when I think about Ed being a friend to me, I know for a fact that it's still the wheels fall off. Like it ain't, it ain't no stopping us. You know, so I have learned from my mom's friendships with her so-called friends, but learning things like loyalty, you know, with Ed, that's number one in her book, transparency. I mean, the interview that we're doing right now, the conversation that we're having. And, you know, communication is number one, too. And I just think thinking back on how my mom handled her friendship, they didn't really have that. It was more so like, okay, well, we making money together. Like, we got our little boyfriends or whatever, our kids straight but it wasn't about the principle of a real friendship. It was just about how it looked from the outside looking in. But this is real. Sure. If she was in a relationship with a guy and I saw her man outside cheating, that's a whole different story. I think I'd tell you that. You have before. Yeah, but um, other than that, no. So, oh, so in instincts, though, when she had first started talking to this one guy... He, I was out on a trip and he was out doing some shady stuff. But she did make it seem like she, like they wasn't in a relationship at that time. And she made it seem like, you know, she gives that whole, she don't care about me and kind of a thing. So I didn't tell her some stuff that I saw he was doing. But then when they got into a relationship, he thought it was sweet. And tried to, thought it was he tried, tried it again. again and tried it again and I wasn't going period to the point everybody ever on the couch had to stand up because I was like hey it's gonna get ugly in about 2.2 and then he had to come over and try to they were all out without me and she was like so you think he was gonna bring these girls around me like you thought you was bringing them before. to our VIP section and you ain't even invite my friend and we all, like you could have brought her oh you got the game me and woo woo, I said, no, I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. You're going to do it out of my face. But you ain't going to do it right here in this VIP section or all this shit going to go up. So we clear how this going to operate or uh, whatever. But Envy always say, like, he thought it was sweet because you never told me the stuff early right. on. Had you told the stuff early on and me and him had that discussion, he'd have never tried to pull it again. I'm checking everybody. I'm checking Ooh. my friend. I'm checking that nigga. I'm checking everybody you who do. got anything to do with it. I'm checking who he with. You do. That's why they don't like me. Uh, my motto is, if I couldn't trust you, you wouldn't be around. So, I'm not going to hide my man. I'm not insecure. 
and obviously I'm not gonna mess with somebody that I can't trust so it's always like I'm the girl of the group where it's just like every guy I mess with like he look out for everybody around mm -hmm. me like he gonna treat everybody the same way so like he know you know I'm his girlfriend but he gonna look out if we go out to eat he paying for everybody like that's just how it is if we do something like if your car break down, you can call him and be like, can you fix my car, bro? And he gonna come fix it. You know, like, that's just the type of men, I guess, I attract. Like, I, that's just how it always has been. Now, if a situation was to happen, I'm one, I'm the person where I tell everybody, if you see my man out with somebody, or if he do something, tell me. Please come tell me. I don't want you to hide nothing because now I feel like you hide stuff from me. I would definitely want her to tell me, like, right then and there, nigga, don't waste no time. Tell me. Pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Text me. Like, it's ways to get in touch with me. If you got to take a picture, you know, to prove your side of the story a little more, you know. And like she said, you know, it's up to me to decide if I want to continue on with this relationship. But at the end of the day, by you being my friend and by your loyalty being to me, I expect you to tell me out the gate what's going on and what you see. And I think both of us, well, from experience, I know, like... I'm going to say something to you. Like, this ain't that. We not cool. Like, we not. Listen, my loyalty is with my friend. And that's just what, that's just what that is. Mm -hmm. Like, we not. Don't try to smile at my face because you with another woman. No. I'm sorry, person to be like, where Ed at? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, tell Ebony. Oh, you know what? I'm going to call her. Let me call her. <laughs> and I think Ed the same way. She'd be like, what you. Ed will call me. It has been time for she's called me. Like, what you want me to do? Like, ready to get down. Like, at that very moment. Like, you're not here, but I'm here. So, what you what you want to do? You mm -hmm. make the call. And she always say that. Like, it's your call. If you want me to go, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. And I think that's what makes us. So, with us being in disagreements about how we handle situations or bring our men around, we both are on the same page with handling it if we yeah. see something. My friends take criticism very well at this point. Um... Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, I mean, I guess it's really the only one situation that we've already talked about that I think that they took great, except for bro, dude, just, his little sensitive stuff just said something, it's seven months later, now he want to come out and say he was hurt, you know what I'm saying, he's sensitive, but no, outside, no, but for real, they all take the criticism, uh, they take criticism very well, um, feedback, anything I've ever said, like, it was never... I looked at like, oh, bro, da 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 da. They just kind of accepted it for what it was, and then kept it, kept it moving. I think, I think both of them, well, every one of us, including them, uh, we all handled criticism very well. They, they, we all matured enough where it doesn't criticism doesn't bug us. You know, we like, all right, cool. We're gonna learn from that. You know, it's never something negative. It's always a positive thing for us, even if it may come off negative to other people. Right. We we learn, and I'm learning too. We all learn, you know. But I think these guys handle criticism well. The rest of the fellas handle handle it well. For the most part, everybody in our friend group handles criticism or difference of opinion fairly well. Um, like I say, mostly everybody. Uh, especially these two cats here, you know what I mean? You can, like like with Tyson, if he's going through something or he's running a situation by me, I can honestly sit and tell him, like, like just be straight out, like, man, you kind of fucking up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and he'll be like, damn, for real? And I'm like, yeah. 
you know, I, I, I feel this, this, and this, and I didn't look at it that way, or I didn't even think about it that way. Okay, you know what I mean? And not, that ain't necessarily saying he finna go immediately change his behavior or change the way he views something because I said it, but I honestly believe, you know, if I tell him something different, he take it into consideration. And the same thing with Eddie. I feel like if they're doing something wrong, if if they ask me about it or if they ask me about anything, I can be completely honest with them. And they they won't um I can't what what am I trying to say? They 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 won't hold nothing against me. You know what I mean? They won't hold a grudge against me for my opinion. Now, you know, if I'm just being an asshole and you know, just telling them stuff or coming off judgy or preachy, then you know that may be a different story. I mean, that's just wrong all across the board. But if it's honest criticism, if they ask me something or if I see something, you know, a shortcoming or something of theirs, and I I know that they can address it by just you know changing their behavior or something, then if I tell them that, I think they'll be open to it and accept it. I would say for the most part. He does um, cause, because I think that Lewis knows a lot of his shortcomings or his flaws that when you say it back to him, it's like look in the mirror like, I knew that. I just needed someone else to say it. Like even in our conversations outside of work um, and just like real life stuff and I'll tell him like, this ain't that or you should do this. Um, I think he's taking it well. We joke. We always joke about it. Yeah, it's always a joke. Um, we always joke about it, <laughs> but I, uh, he handles he handles it really well. I would say. Beginning, she doesn't take it well in the beginning. Okay, like Eb is the type of person like if you like, oh yeah, Eb, this, that, and the third. She like, um, she look at you like what, like you got a problem? Like what's the what's the problem? <laughs> you got tea? Like, and it's like no, Eb. So you kind of got to rephrase it or tell her why you feel that way, and then it's like, oh okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. And then she look calm. She's calm. Like, but at first you'd be like, oh Lord. Like, so if you're going to criticize him, you got to come with your facts. Like, why do you feel this way? <laughs> what can she do better? <laughs> but it was kind of good, but what wasn't good? You know, like, that's how you got to come to him. Mm -hmm. Because if you'd be like, yeah, you didn't do this right. She'd be like, well, what and you leave mean? it at that. That's damn near fighting. <laughs> but um, as far as Eb, I feel like she takes criticism very well. Um, she, that's like one of the things that I actually admire about you. Like, yeah. Somebody can tell you an area of improvement. You, you know, I don't want to say tighten up right then and there, but you just know how to handle what people say. Like you know how to read in between the lines. Like definitely, you know what I mean. Like you don't take a lot of things personally. You just take it with a grain of salt, and you're really just shooting me to spit off the bones and keep it moving. Me on the other end, I really scrap. I'm always ready to fight. Like always. <laughs> so I would say our our friendship would be. Uh, Martin and Pam. Oh, okay. For yeah, Martin, like yeah. it, it only makes sense because, like at the end of the day, it's a love hate relationship. That's crazy. <laughs> like it's always ribbon, literally. Um, I think it will be it will be super uncomfortable or awkward if we walked into a room and we didn't rib each other. No, yeah, it, it, I think it's um, no matter where we at. It's it's super odd. I think like clubs, no matter the setting or what it is. Like, when we walked in here, like, if they show you all the bloopers and they keep this part, like, listen, there's been a lot of ribbing this whole time. Um, but I think that's just always kind of what it was and, it, and what it is. And that's why it's crazy because 
um, her relationship was originally with my wife. Her relationship wasn't just necessarily with me. So her just coming around and be just like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm good. You look like you just got done hooping. So, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of the things, like, we got a jab at each other, but we know we got each other back. Um, so that is why it's like like Martin and Gina, or uh, Martin and Pam. It's definitely Moesha. Like, Moesha, you know, she had her ride or die squad, but it was just that one girlfriend who she could always call on. And they were just so laid back and so pure and so young and so free-spirited. And that's really what our, you know, friendship puts me in the mind of. Like, just, it's timeless. It's classic. Because when you think about Moesha, you don't think about modern-day Brandy. You think about, now that's somebody who I wanted to kick it with. You know what I mean? But that's just how we are. But then it's like, even during a sitcom, when people would, you know, meet Brandy or Moesha, like, she was still so humble. She was still herself. Like, she never thought she was too much of herself. But that's really how we are as individuals and friends to me. Definitely. I agree. Not so much right now, but when we was younger, for sure. Um, juice. All, all them cats on Juice, man. I mean, we literally... I mean, we was just fucking around, man. We Skipping was school. We was with it. Doing whatever. Getting into all type of trouble. Getting up with chicks. Just just living recklessly, savagely. And I, I, like I say, not so much now, but, you know, the beginning of our friendship, that's, that's, that's kind of what it was. You know what I mean? Right. That's, how, that's how I feel, at least. It wasn't, we didn't have no bishop, though. Minus a bishop, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, minus a bishop. But it, that's only, it's only two of them, but like the, like the bad boys, like Martin and Will Smith and bad boys, like it's more of us, but like just that, the friendship that they have in the movie, like all of us got that with each other, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as like a big group of people in the show or movie, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you because it ain't enough. There's nobody like us, and they, we, we haven't been created yet in the TV, the TV world. Like, there's nobody like us in the TV world. Yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I can't think of one, but I feel we should have had our own. The, the shit that we would say is like... A few of the key ingredients to relationships, period, is one, open communication. Open and effective communication, I think, is, is like, extremely important. Um, honesty, and when I say honesty... I'm thinking more so honest with yourself um, because you can only be as honest to other people as you are with yourself. You can only meet people where you're at. And I think if you're hiding something about yourself that other people can't see, then you're taken away from the whole experience. So honesty, communication, and one word that I love so much is integrity. Like I know that, you know, when my back is turned, or I know that when I leave this room, Lewis stays here. He's not here uh, gossiping. Like, he's the same person. And, and I think that plays a huge factor in any relationship. Like, I'm not going to be this way with you and be this way with you and then be this way with another person. Um, I think those are um, three ingredients. And then if you want to go ahead and I can add a few more words because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I love, like, compassion and love. And those two can work hand in hand in some um, instances, but uh, do things with love. Shout out, shout out my book with love. <laughs> but no, if you did things with love, if you had relationships with love, um, it will, I think it will set a very strong foundation. But in order to do so, you have to, again, 
be honest with yourself. I was talking like this is kind of therapeutic, you know, having this discussion uh, with my brothers and just like first reminiscing on all the good, like realizing like, dude, we got some real life stories, some good stuff that we done been through and had fun. Um, and then taking, you know, just realizing very few bad situations, you know, especially like amongst us three, bad situations that it's like, man, like, though you could have, like you said, like I could have handled what I said differently or reworded what I said in that situation. Um, but like just realizing like, bro, never really said too much, but now you got a chance to say it. And it's like, damn, you're right, bro. You really didn't do nothing. I'm sorry for even taking that out on you. You know what I'm saying? Uh. Um, and then just moving past that, but I think this opportunity, one, because we ain't really seen each other since the wedding or talk, um, me and Marcus talked or whatever, but one, just seeing my brothers, listening to how they feel, you know what I'm saying, listening to how they feel about different situations, how we feel about each other, and then just realizing like, yo, I do got a solid group of bros, you know what I'm saying, like, this is just kind of solidified, like, that. this is a solid group, like, we are a solid, a very solid group. Of brothers that um, I was listening to this thing with Tyler Perry and saying like you find a couple roots at the bottom of your tree like I got my roots like my bros is everything that that keep me together and hold me down so um, yeah this was dope it just helped me realize like from back then to even now how solid we are like despite the distance between us now, because you know you living on one side of town, you know, we all live far. We don't see each other, but man, the love is always there. That shit's still tight, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, despite how I might have been shitty about this motherfucker, how he reacted at the wedding, I, there was never no love lost. I was just mad, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I might have been a little sensitive, but it helped me. Say that again. This has helped me Say realize it again. I was being a little sensitive. Oh, okay, cool. Know, which that's very out of my character. <laughs> I'm not that type, but this is, I got that way because it's bro, you know what I'm saying? Had it been anybody else I didn't care about, I wouldn't have gave a fuck, you know? But right. it just, you know, what I'm taking from this is I got loving friends in my life and I've always knew that and this is only reminding me like, yo, motherfucker, fuck with you, you got a solid ass core of guys with you and that's all I need to get by. And One of the things that I took away from this and I feel like, um, like even amongst your know, strongest friends, your longest friendships, you always, and, and I guess the key to that is always making sure you got that right communication. You know what I mean? You see where we had an obvious breakdown in communication and you see what, what it caused. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like that's one thing we should always be able to communicate amongst each other. Even if it's something that's painful, um, be, be able to get that shit out. You know what I mean? Um, another thing I'm happy for, we got my boy Eddie out. Me, me and Tyson had these types of conversations all the time. At least a couple times a month, we chopping it up about stuff like this. But to actually get Eddie out in front of a camera nonetheless, you know what I mean? Not even just amongst us, but in front of the camera and, you know, to be vulnerable like that. I, I appreciate him for doing that and helping me and my wife out with our stuff that we got going on. But hopefully this help you out too. You know what I mean? Kind of right. Kind of you know. You know. Allow, allow you to open up a little shy, more. But, you know, right. My help. Hey, uh, we gonna put on the intro. We gonna put um underneath him his name. We gonna put Eddie. 
is a full circle television production relationship goals the podcast was recorded in everyday media studios in milwaukee wisconsin our audio engineer is Duch, and our executive producers are marcus and kayla lewis allen don't forget if you're only listening to the podcast there's so much more to see on fullcircletelevision.com log on to experience relationship goals the series in a whole new way don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram at full circle television Peace, y'all.